0: Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows. Hi, guys. I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode of Hagel. I am. Did you ever in your wildest dreams think that we would start a podcast recording at 8am on a Monday morning by talking about photos of Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson holding hands on a roller coaster?
1: I didn't. In my wildest dreams, I had hoped, but I factually did not. And I am so happy that we are. And on top of that, I feel like it's a lot for me to process because I've also been watching videos of Harry Styles talking about edging all morning from his concert last night to like the two things happening at once, it's a lot of.
0: And not only that, like the edging alone just fucked me up. But on top of that, he's covering Toxic by Britney Spears while we are still processing the Kim and Pete photos and not to mention this entire Zayn-Gigi situation, which we haven't even touched on yet.
1: I could not have more thoughts on something.
0: I know. It's a its a really good week to have a podcast, which I love when I'm able to say that.
1: I love that more than anything in the world, Yes.
0: Okay, so let's start out with the Kim and Pete stuff. And as I'm sure you have all seen by now, which if not, pause this immediately and click the link in the description, which will have the photos of them. They were at Not Scary Farm on Friday with Courtney, Travis, Steph Shep, Harry Hudson, and Tracy. And there was first just the videos of them all standing around. And then the photo that went absolutely viral was Kim and Pete sitting next to one another on the roller coaster, holding hands and screaming. And the first thing I want to say on this is like, do I think anything is going on? No, which we can talk about in a minute. But it doesn't even matter. Like, I was just so happy to be alive at the same time that these were circulating because the reaction of the internet was only what I could have hoped for.
1: Exactly. I factually know that when I'm looking at these photos, they don't mean anything. Two people holding hands on a roller coaster doesn't mean anything. To be able to witness the way the internet reacted and not only like flipped out, but also for Pete's sake, that everyone was like, oh, yeah, that would be crazy, but I can kind of see it. Or, like, oh, yeah, I think that's a thing. The greatest gift I've ever been given.
0: Well, that's the thing. It was really the consideration of this being a possibility. And by the way, this could come out in a month that it is, and we look like such idiots, which I would be thrilled to have that be the case. But, like, as of right now, the fact that the internet's reaction wasn't just one of excitement that this photo existed, it was also genuine consideration, I think is a huge win for Pete. And I don't mean that in a way of like, oh, poor Pete. It's not even a looks thing. It's the fact that this is Kim Kardashian. She's in the process of divorcing Kanye West. She is so intentional. Any photo of her seen with a potential male suitor, she knows is going to be a big deal. So the fact that she was even willing for these photos to exist to me is like the biggest compliment ever if you're
1: Pete. I so agree. I mean, listen, That's the whole conversation about Pete that we've been probably having for about three or four years now, which is his ability to pull. And obviously the way that I feel about it is like, makes perfect sense. Like anytime somebody thinks it's crazy, I'm like, makes sense to me. This one, because it's Kim, it's just a different level. Like it is literally Kim Kardashian. And the first guy that we're having rumors about her hooking up with post-divorce is Pete Davidson. What in the fuck kind of simulation are we living in? No, exactly. Like When I'm just
0: scrolling through Instagram and I see the E! News official account, this is not like Star. This is E! News posting a side-by-side of Kim and Pete with the eye emoji. I'm like, yes, this is the shit that I live for right now.
1: By the way, my official stance on this is that they would both benefit from hooking up with each other, even if it's one time.
0: I completely agree. And honestly, I don't know how you feel about this. For me, a conversation on the possibility of them just like Hooking up a few times is so much more fun than the one of them dating. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I can't imagine Pete Davidson like being North's stepdad. It's just not going to happen in my book. But I can totally envision like, I don't know, a weekend of wild sex. That sounds so much fun.
1: I can't think of anything that sounds more fun.
0: Like, first of all, I think for Pete, just in this one scenario for a second, he's already been really given this reputation. And I think that naturally that has built his confidence as it should. But I think that if you get Kim Kardashian. That just does something to a person. It kind of just changes a person. So there's that. And then for Kim's sake, for me, I know Pete is probably the opposite of anybody we would have ever considered and still is completely the opposite in my opinion of anyone we would consider. But everyone we've considered is for the dating possibility. So we've always said like the male version of Amal Clooney is the ultimate. But for me, I think that with Kim, with Kanye, everything was such a production, which she likes. That's part of her personality. We talked about it last week with the SNL thing. Like, She loves everything being a thing, but how fun would it be for a weekend to have a guy where nothing's a thing? Everything is just fun, lighthearted, free-flowing. There's not a care in the world. and I have to imagine that must be liberating.
1: I want that for her so badly, and I can't even explain how badly I want that for him.
0: It's so funny because- Everybody who has listened to this podcast for a while knows that, like, you are so on the P. Davidson bandwagon. You've been on since day one in terms of like thinking he's really hot. You weigh more than me. But it's so funny that even for you, like, you would think your worst nightmare would be him hooking up with Kim Kardashian. Meanwhile, you're like, yes, go for it. And I think that that shows a lot of selflessness.
1: I just want him to be happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know you do. And that there's no more genuine testament to it than that.
1: I have this theory with Pete Davidson, which I think is also one of the reasons that I think him and Kim hooking up, even if it's just one single time, is only to everyone's benefit is because I think Pete Davidson is the good luck Chuck of Hollywood where he sleeps with someone or he dates somebody and then they find their person after. So like Ariana Grande getting married, Kaya Gerber and and Jacob Elordi, uh, Margaret Qualley and Jack Antonoff. Like I just think that this is a trend he sets forward without even realizing it. And maybe for Kim, like she sleeps with Pete Davidson one time and then she finds her next to the one. Yeah,
0: and also by the way, what a setup for him. Like, oh, poor me, you have to pass through me in order to find your Prince Charming. Like, that's that's the best deal I've ever
1: heard. An exact movie that I want to be made as I'm thinking of it right now is a good luck chuck remake where Pete Davidson plays himself and Kim plays herself. Like they are Pete and Kim in the movie. And Pete is the good luck Chuck of Hollywood Where all of these people Meet people after they date him Except Kim is the person That like he actually ends up with In the long run And then like that scenario Of him being North's stepdad Is like a real thing that happens
0: <laughs> No I'm sorry Oscar worthy Like get Chris Jenner on the phone Immediately if not sooner
1: I do think that would be The best movie ever made I would watch
0: it in a heartbeat Did you see the tweet That was like It was from At Chandler Monica was like convinced dating Pete Davidson Is like jury duty for celebs And most people will be called To do it at least once
1: what an honor. (laughs) I love our justice system.
0: (laughs) I mean, okay. Honest conversation here though, for a second, because people were DMing us so deeply, honestly, like really wanting to break this down. My final stance on this is that I think those photos meant absolutely nothing in terms of there being a possibility of them. And I would be floored, happily floored, but I would be floored if anything came out that there was any legitimacy to this. You?
1: I would be floored too, like actually floored. What I think is the more interesting conversation from like a very real sense about this is just that within the group that was together, the fact that the natural breakoff was for Kim and Pete to go on the ride together is what I think is so funny.
0: It is very funny. And I actually want to talk for a second about the idea of like, how'd he get here? And everybody's first reaction is the fact that Travis and Machine Gun Kelly are very good friends. Obviously Machine Gun Kelly and Pete are very good friends. So it would make sense that they're friends and that's how he was included in that, which I think is a totally solid theory. But I also think this is not the first time Kim and Pete have been together. We all remember that famous Nobu dinner with Pete, Kanye, Kim, Timothy Chalamet, and Kid Cudi, where Pete was left with the bill. <laughs> and I think that I'm sure after SNL, they spent a lot of time together. they You know, been friends. He was in the neighborhood. It worked out he was going to come along. And it just seemed like a, I don't know, a fun evening. I think that, I guess I should put it like this him being there is obviously so much fun to discuss, but I don't think it's the craziest thing ever, just in terms of him being there as the group.
1: No, it's not the craziest thing ever. The scenario I had created in my mind for how it happened is that MGK and Megan Fox were supposed to go originally, and MGK invited Pete to come along. And then MGK and Megan Fox couldn't go anymore. And Pete was like, yeah, I'll still go.
0: Right. Which to me, honestly, feels very logical.
1: Right. Like, and then Kim obviously was like, oh, he came without MGK. I want to make sure he's comfortable.
0: Right. Which is a very Kim thing to do if you know anything about her personality.
1: Exactly. Like, it all makes sense when you break it down and think about it. But when you see pictures isolated of Kim and Pete Davidson holding hands on a roller coaster no matter how much information you have on their circle and how much time they've spent together, that's going to take you back for a second.
0: No, it definitely took me back. And there's nothing that anybody could say where it wouldn't have taken me back. But I want to talk about what I think is a very interesting element of this, which I know is probably more interesting if you're somebody that immerses themselves in the Kardashians, which is A lot of people feel that it was very intentional on Kim's part because of the amount of publicity that Courtney and Travis have been getting and kind of like the internet breaking they've been doing. And Kim was kind of like, hold my beer. There's nothing that will break the internet more than me and Pete Davidson holding hands. What is your thought on that just from the perspective of Kim being frustrated by Courtney getting this level of attention?
1: See, I don't buy into that at all because I I don't think that this incident in and of itself... um, was calculated enough for Kim to have that thought on it. And the second thing is that I think Kim is happy to let Courtney have this and let Courtney have this moment with Travis in time because there's nothing, nothing that anybody else in this family can do that will beat out how iconic Kim is. And she knows that. You know, obviously, you have certain things where they go tit for tat with each other, not on purpose, not in a competitive way, just one piece of information comes out, then another piece comes out. Courtney and Travis get engaged. Kim is doing SNL. Courtney and Travis do this. Kim drops Fendi. Like, I don't think that for Kim, it's about outdoing her. I just think that no matter what Kim does in her life, she will outdo every single person in the family and outside of the family. I don't think she has to be calculated in that regard. And I don't think she would do that to Courtney. I think she's genuinely happy that Courtney is having this moment. I think she's genuinely happy that every single person on the planet dressed up as Courtney and Travis for Halloween. Because, again, as we've spoken about so many times, when Courtney's in a really good place and Courtney is really happy, it benefits everybody around them. Aside from her just being a supportive sister and wanting that for her.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. To me, there's no legitimacy to that. I know it's a, it's kind of a, a more fun outlook to to have because it makes it seem like there's so much competition going on within the family, which I think that there is a lot of competition. But I think that Kim is too secure in her position, not only in the family, but also in her position in fame to feel like she ever needs to top the happiest moment in Courtney and Travis's life. Like, Let them have this. She has plenty
1: of other things. Right. Exactly. You know what I thought you were going to say is the element of it that you wanted to discuss? What? Tracy's face being forever immortalized in that photo of Kim and Pete.
0: I know, and she's such a good sport about it because she storied it, like she leaned right in.
1: You know what is so funny to me, like the difference that everybody has in knowledge of the Kardashians, where for some people that was just a random person that was on the roller coaster. And for so many of us, it was like, what do you mean, random person? That's literally Tracy.
0: I know. Some people thought, if you saw on Twitter, some people thought, like, oh, this poor fan, it's like, hold on. Let's 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 backtrack for a second here. This is literally the woman that makes it all happen behind the scenes.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. I
0: don't know. I I don't really have anything else to say other than I just can't stress enough how much our reaction was everything you would have expected for it to be. It was so much fun to exist at that moment.
1: Sometimes celebrity stories are not deep, they're just fun. And this was one of them.
0: In my opinion, this was one of them. Although a lot of people think it was a lot deeper. And like I said, prove us wrong. I would love nothing more. Two years down the line, Pete Davidson is taking North to school. Yes. That's my dream come true. I just don't think it's in the cards.
1: I mean, where would Pete even go up from Kim? To me, that's the ultimate. You know how I feel. I, I agree, obviously.
0: Okay, we are now going to get into the Zayn, Gigi, Yolanda situation that's been going on. And give me like three minutes to kind of catch everyone up to speed because the actual details, in my opinion, are really important here because the timeline plays into this in a way that I think is important to kind of understand, don't you?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, so at 2.44 p.m. on the 28th, Zayn tweets this statement that he had written on his notes app. I'm going to read it verbatim. As you all know, I'm a private person, and I very much want to create a safe and private space for my daughter to grow up in, a place where private family matters aren't thrown on the world stage for all to poke and pick apart. In an effort to protect that space for her, I agreed to not contest claims arising from an argument I had with a family member of my partner's who entered our home while my partner was away several weeks ago. This was and still should be a private matter, but it seems for now there is divisiveness and despite my efforts to restore us to a peaceful family environment that will allow for me to co-parent my daughter in a manner in which she deserves, this has been leaked to the press. I am hopeful though for healing for all involved with the harsh words shared and more importantly, I remain vigilant to protect Kai and give her the privacy she deserves. So at that time when he had first tweeted that, I remember Isabel sent it to us in our group chat And we were all so confused as to what he was referring to because it seemed like that was the action of somebody who was defending themselves from a claim that's public. But at the time it wasn't public. You didn't know what he was referring to. And it was five minutes later that the TMZ article breaks, quote, Yolanda Hadid claims Zayn Malik struck her. Our sources say Yolanda says it happened at some point last week. We don't have the details of what she claims triggered the alleged assault, but we're told Yolanda stands by her account. She claims Zayn, quote, struck her. So, I think at that time, what we all kind of thought was, okay, this was a situation where Zayn got the heads up that Yolanda or someone from the Hadid camp was going to TMZ. And so he you know, had a very limited amount of time to kind of clear his name before that came out, correct? Right. So the first update from TMZ came about six hours after that at 8.15. And it said, Zayn said Thursday his dispute with Yolanda was a private matter, but we've learned it actually became a public matter as he was charged with crimes against Gigi and Yolanda and ended up copying a plea. He was charged with four criminal offenses of harassment and pled no contest to all four counts. By the way, there was a little bit of a discrepancy because some of the earlier articles had said that he pled guilty to some of the counts. So if you're a little bit confused, that's why, but as of the time we're recording this, which is 9am on Monday morning, all of the articles reflect him pleading no contest. Okay. It then continued... He was fined, but with conditions. He's on 90 days probation for each count, totaling 360 days. He also must complete an anger management class and a domestic violence program. According to the documents obtained by TMZ, Zane was at Gigi and Zane's Pennsylvania home on September 29th, so think about it, that's about a month ago, and got into a nuclear argument. He allegedly called Yolanda a, quote, fucking Dutch slut, ordered her to, quote, stay away from my fucking daughter, the fucking sperm that came out of my fucking cock. He then allegedly shoved Yolanda into a dresser, causing mental anguish and physical pain. Zane denies any physical contact. As for the charge that he harassed Gigi, according to court documents, he screamed at her, quote, strap on some fucking balls and defend your partner against your fucking mother in my house. Sources with direct knowledge tell us Gigi was actually in Paris, but Zane allegedly said this to her on a phone call during the incident. There was a security guard on hand, and according to the documents, Zane screamed, quote, get the fuck out of my fucking house. The documents say Zane tried to fight the guard. I know that was a lot to take in, but just bear with me for another minute. A really interesting thing to consider is that on September 30th, this account called Gigi Hadid Access had posted a photo in the photo. It read, we kindly ask you to respect Gigi's privacy. Do not pressure her. She will eventually tell us if she wants to tell us the reason why she suddenly left Paris. Despite what happened, we will keep her in our thoughts and hope that whatever it is, it will be okay soon. So that was on September 30th, which is the day after this alleged incident occurred. Tell me if you think I'm wrong. I don't remember there being any news or any major headlines surrounding Gigi apparently abruptly leaving
1: Paris. No, I didn't see anything like that either.
0: This was kind of the thing where now looking back, we see that there was more of a timeline, but it was definitely not the type of thing that was made overly public because if it was, we probably would have talked about it.
1: No, it definitely wasn't. This was not a situation where we're sitting here being like, oh, that's why she had left Paris. Like nothing like that. I think that if you were- like this account, a Gigi fan or you follow Gigi very closely, that was something that was made aware for you and probably something you've been wondering. But no, I don't believe the general public that was anything that we were curious about or had knowledge of, really.
0: So since then, Gigi has made a statement to people via a rep that said, Gigi solely focused on the best for Kai. She asked for privacy during this time. And Zayn's statement to TMZ read, I adamantly deny striking Yolanda Hadid, and for the sake of my daughter, I decline to give any further details, and I hope that Yolanda will reconsider her false allegations and move towards healing these family issues in private. Then after that, there were reports that they had broken up, but looking more into it, it seems like they actually had broken up around a month ago after this alleged incident occurred, and a family friend of the Hadid's spoke to people saying, They're not together right now. They're both good parents. They co-parent. Yolanda is, of course, very protective of Gigi. She wants the best for her daughter and grandchild. And another source said to Us Weekly, it's much better they have separated. Gigi and Zayn had a very destructive relationship when they were together romantically. Gigi stands by Zayn's ability to co-parent well. So yeah, a lot going on. Do you want to give an initial reaction? How, How would you like to go through this?
1: Oh my God. First of all, I have so many thoughts and opinions on this, because this has been kind of a crazy story with a lot of people with a lot of different opinions. The first thing that I'll say that I thought was the most interesting aspect of this, just from a logistics standpoint, is Zane's initial statement. When he comes out and he says, you know, I agreed to plead no contest, or I agreed to not contest claims that were being made against me for the sake of privacy. When the story broke that the claims that he was saying no contest to were claims that he had hit her, that line of logic no longer made sense to me. It was like, especially when it was, you know, in a court, not just like in the court of public opinion, um, not just like Yolanda going to TMZ and him saying that he's not going to contest it. He's not contesting charges. It doesn't make any sense to me that for the sake of the privacy of his daughter, he would allow something like that to go on his record and have to face punishment from that if it wasn't true.
0: Yeah. I Okay, so to be honest with you, I feel like in terms of the way that we talk about this, it has to be super careful because, I mean, we can get into our thoughts on Yolanda in a minute. I'm definitely not a fan of hers by any means. That being said, we have to treat this the same way we would treat any other incident of domestic violence.
1: Right. Well, that's kind of exactly it where the internet's reaction is really interesting in this case. And I think a lot of it is coming from people who are, from what I've seen, really big Zayn stands or really big One Direction stands where there's so much support being extended to Zayn, almost to the point where it's not like we believe that you would never do this, although some are like that. A lot of what I'm seeing is people trying to expose Yolanda as a way to like excuse Zane, which is interesting to me because I don't know when we decided to excuse violence against women, no matter the circumstance. So that's been kind of crazy to just see, mainly on TikTok, but definitely a little bit on Twitter, the reaction of like, here's all of the things Yolanda Hadid has done in the past in a way to try and justify an outburst of violence against her, which doesn't make sense to me. And then on the other hand, which is the people who are saying like, Zayn would never do that. That's also extremely interesting to me because I've seen a lot of things circulating about like quotes Zayn has said about respecting women in the past or people kind of saying that he's been brought up around women his whole life and obviously respects them. And that's also a thing where I'm like, when did people and their quotes about respecting women and being brought up about women mean that they couldn't possibly have done something like this? Well, right. And
0: this is not Zane specific. I, I don't have strong feelings on him one way or another. I'm not saying that he's a bad guy, but I think that this idea where you put whoever the person is on a pedestal too much to the fact that you don't believe that they are capable of any sort of behavior is really concerning for whoever the person is, celebrity or just person in your own life. You know, at the end of the day, everybody does have some capabilities and you're completely right. Like, whether or not they have said or they have been shown to respect women in the past doesn't excuse what they could do in a fit of rage.
1: Right, exactly. And it's so strange to me for the internet to be taking a position of like, well, he couldn't possibly have done that. Meanwhile, he's pleading no contest to charges against him and accepting anger management classes and domestic violence courses, which is like, To me, if you adamantly did not do anything, like you adamantly did not lay a finger on anybody, even if there was an exchange of words, you plead not guilty, especially for the sake of your daughter. Because if you think that a TMZ article circulating when the child is one is a lot of public attention, having something actually on a record in court is a whole other beast. Right. And what you
0: said before about how a lot of the internet's reaction is to show the more negative side of Yolanda and kind of to really heighten that as a way to excuse his behavior of like, well, she probably forced him to do that. It's like, wait a second. These are two completely separate conversations because I'm with you beat for beat if you want to talk about all of the reasons why... Yolanda Deed is probably a really difficult mother-in-law to have. Everything I've ever witnessed of her from House of Beverly Hills just shows that she's not the mother of the person that I personally would want to be married to. I think she's a lot to handle. That being said, there's no excuse for violence. I don't care what she was doing. You guys can get into any argument you want. The two are completely separate issues. So it's like you're actually diluting your argument when you use it as an excuse.
1: Right. That's exactly it. It's not like that. Anybody is sitting here being like, Yolanda is the perfect mother-in-law. Like she would never do anything to make Zane lose his cool and, and affect him in such a way. Like no one's saying that it's just the point of like, even when that does happen, violence is not what you resort to, especially against your mother-in-law.
0: Yeah. No, I, this is a really rough situation and I feel, I feel badly for everybody involved. You know, I think for Gigi, it's, this is her worst nightmare. Of course, she loves this guy, clearly. He's the father of her child. I'm sure in some way she wanted to work it out with him. And that was her goal. The baby thing was definitely kind of a surprise, but you know they, they decided to have this child together. And then it's her mother. So it's like the two most important people in your life. And what do you do in that scenario?
1: Right. I mean, listen, that's also not a new scenario to the world. I mean, so many people have been put in situations against their parent and their partner. And it's a really tough spot to be in. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who can relate to this situation of just that absolute frustration of having to be caught in the middle of those two things. And I so deeply feel for anybody involved in that. And so deeply feel for everybody involved with this Zayn Yolanda Gigi situation. Cause it's so tough. It's just the excuses being made are a little confusing. And I, obviously hope that they can figure out a way to do this because at the end of the day there is a child involved like at the end of the day they are both going to have to be in each other's lives because they are co-parenting and it seems like Gigi is still very willing to co-parent with Zayn in this situation despite everything that's going on so I mean the only hope here is that they're able to figure everything out and peacefully coexist it's just the reaction to this whole thing is what's the most fascinating to me
0: completely and I think that Also, something really interesting that's happening here is the contrast between the level of celebrity that these people are and then the way in which it's being handled. Because when I think of Zayn Malik and Gigi Hadid, not to mention Yolanda, to me that is as A-list as it gets. They are right up there with Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner in terms of being, you know, an A-list power couple. And then you see Zayn's statement, his original statement, which is in the form of a notes app statement being tweeted out five minutes before this TMZ article breaks. And that seems like something Ronnie from Jersey Shore would do. You know what I mean? So to me, I guess I would have just thought that this would have been all handled like a rep tells people, you know, Zane's rep declines to comment. Meanwhile, we're getting a notes app statement on Twitter. And I, I just think that that is also an interesting piece in all of this because it felt like a man in a panic that got a very short notice that something was about to come out and he wanted to get ahead of it, which I think when you look at the timeframe, that's exactly what happened.
1: Right. That's exactly my thought as well. And in my opinion, that notes app did not make anything better. In fact, I think it actually made the situation a lot worse for me because to me, when I read that notes app and what he's saying, it's like, I, the way I translate that is I did something wrong Claims are about to come out against me, and now I'm upset that they're being made public.
0: Right, right. That's kind of my initial my initial thought as well. And by the way, when he said that, I never thought that it was going to be claims of actual
1: violence. Right. I didn't either. I mean, I assumed it was an argument being made, and he was just trying to kind of step in and save face, which had that been the case where it was just like kind of a verbal altercation, obviously not great, but— you know, if it's going to be made public and you want it to have been made private and it was a fight between you and a family member, I can understand the need to want to get in front of it. As soon as there's violence involved and you're coming out asking for privacy, it's like, listen, I understand the need to want to solve things within your family unit and it doesn't need to be made public. But when you cross that line, you kind of lose the right to that.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't know. This is is some wild shit. Really, this is really wild. Do you think that Gigi will ever make a statement?
1: I think eventually.
0: Yeah, this will be an interesting story to follow. And I just, I don't know. I can imagine the tensions are really high. I also wonder where everybody's living right now. You know, like is he at the Pennsylvania house? Is she at the apartment? What's what's the deal there?
1: Well, <laughs> I think Yolanda's at the apartment based on what I've seen.
0: How crazy is this? When this all broke at like five, Julie texts us because you live, what, 10 minutes walking from their apartment? Yeah. And Julie's like, guys, I'm, I'm not going to say the street, but whatever. She's like, I'm walking on X street. Call me crazy. I am 99% sure. I think I just saw Yolanda walk into Gigi's building. We're like, shut the fuck up. This is happening right now. And you accidentally are on the ground. And then the TMZ photos came out and you were right. You were right there. What are the odds of that? What are Man. the odds
1: of that? I saw the outfit she was in and I was like, I knew I was correct. But wow, that was crazy to see her. That was insane timing. On that day, that night. Like literally, I think it was before the second TMZ article even came out. It was. It was around like five. Insane. I mean, again, it's the beauty of New York City.
0: I know. That's that's some shit that wouldn't happen in LA. No. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is just wild. We'll obviously continue to update you guys as it unfolds. And I think my stance on it is like, no, by no means am I a fan of Yolanda. I think she definitely, as a mother-in-law, can make you go batshit crazy. That being said, nothing is an excuse for violence. And we have to treat this the same way we treat anything. It's not so dissimilar to talking about with Kanye. It's like, can't stand the guy. But if we want to talk about mental health awareness and being so tolerant of it, like it can't just go away when we're talking about Kanye just because I personally dislike him. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Okay, so I want to talk cookware for a second because I haven't told you guys about this company and I recently tried their products and I fully understand the hype now. So they're called Great Jones and they make really high quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that also happens to be beautiful. Like I know it's kind of a weird way to describe cookware, but you'll see what I mean when you go on the website. In terms of colors, they have your classic black and white, but they also have pinks, greens, yellows, blues, just like really vibrant, fun colors. And everything is non-toxic. So they have, you know, Dutch oven, ceramic dishes, non-stick sheet pans, everything is non-toxic to me. That's huge. And we all know, like I'm not the biggest cook, but I have my staples. And I got originally from them, the Fry family, which is the eight and 10 inch ceramic non-stick pans. And they're just great. I got them in the white because that matches the best with my kitchen. I love cooking on them. And I also, I know, again, it sounds kind of weird, but I love the way they look in my kitchen. And the thing is, once you get these, you're gonna wanna get them for your friends. So they make incredible gifts for weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays, whatever occasion you need, it's a great gift. Upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code CBC. That's greatjones.com, promo code CBC. this is not really a news story by any means, but it's something that we were confused about initially. So in case anybody else had the same confusion, Paris Hilton had posted saying, thank you at Revolve for hosting my bridal brunch. And it was a brunch with people that she's friendly with, but not necessarily who you thought was in her inner circle. It was like Father Kels and Olivia O'Brien and Sydney Carlson. And I think what was the most confusing about it was that she would have Revolve sponsor her bridal shower. But that was not the case. They had an actual bridal shower at Kathy Hilton's organized by Mindy Weiss on October 16th. So I guess this was just something that she was doing with Revolve. I know she does have like bigger partnerships with them in general, but this was not... I guess what I want to say is Paris Hilton did not have a solely Revolve-sponsored bridal brunch.
1: (laughs) I was extremely
0: confused about that. Right? Because it was like, okay, it's one thing for a bachelorette person to do that, but Paris Hilton, she's not going to have her bridal shower sponsored.
1: Right. And I know that you can make the argument for Paris that like she knows a brand deal when she finds one and kind of the entire theme of this wedding is a little bit branded to an extent because there is a documentary on Peacock coming out about it. So I was like, for a second, I was like, that's interesting that she made that decision. It's still a little strange to me that she had a branded one, but knowing that it was on top of a real one makes it a little bit more logical.
0: Totally. Totally. What did you think about Celebrity Halloween this year? I was into it. I
1: loved it this year, I have to say.
0: It seemed like there was a lot, which I guess this happens every year, but there was a lot of celebrity channeling other celebrity and then that celebrity acknowledging it, which is for our sake, comment-wise, like best case scenario.
1: Yeah. I mean, that is some of my favorite content in the world. I particularly love Celebrity Halloween and I'm not somebody who likes Halloween, but I think with celebrities doing it a it's the acknowledgement of other celebrities that i love so much especially like when they run in kind of similar groups or they're friendly with each other and they know each other and they're dressing up as each other that's like so meta to me that it's crazy but on top of that i think i appreciate celebrity halloween so much because i can appreciate a costume where so much effort is being put in and there's no limit on the amount of money that is willing to be spent to make one night's costume look good
0: Right. Like if you take Saweetie, for example, who channeled Halle Berry and Catwoman and she did that to a T or Ciara with TLC or, you know, Haley Bieber doing an entire Britney Spears inspired photo shoot, not even to wear out. Like that's the type of thing where if your average person, non-celebrity did it, it's like, why are you taking yourself so seriously? But for these people, it's like, yes, this is exactly the content that you want to deliver and that we all cannot get enough of.
1: Like Lizzo is Baby Yoda, I could... I can't get enough of that. It's so good. And it's so much effort that's put in. And I guess with celebrities, we're obviously used to seeing them put in the maximum amount of effort in the things they do, specifically like red carpet looks and events. So to see them do something kind of fun and creative, that's always something that I enjoy every single year and look forward to every single year.
0: Yeah, me too. I also think that Kavia D. Wade, and Gab Union's daughter Dressing as Adele with Chad Easterling and Nicole's son dressing as Rich Paul was hands down my top of the entire night.
1: No, it was so good. There were a lot of Adele costumes, there were a lot of Courtney and Travis. Like,
0: that's the type of thing where I think that if I'm Kim, just going back
1: to our Pete discussion, I think she probably loved that. I do too. I think everyone loved that. I mean, also there were a lot of Kim at the Met Gala costumes. Like there was no shortage of, of family love to go around. There were a lot of Chris costumes.
0: A lot of Chris costumes. I know. It was good. I just love it because you and I are the exact same. I, don't, I can't remember the last time we've I, either of us have dressed up. Like it's just not our holiday. So I think we kind of live vicariously, which is exactly the way that I want to live.
1: Somebody asked me yesterday, they were like, what'd you do for Halloween? I was like, I was asleep by ten 30. And it was amazing. I couldn't have asked for anything more. You know who my favorite of Halloween may have to be? Mm. And not for costume. Watching culture in that photo shoot of her, just like posing next to her little broom. I, I can't. The cutest thing I've ever seen. A natural poser.
0: You can tell in those photos that she is the daughter of Cardi B because she just has that stage presence at such a young age.
1: You know, what's interesting about Cardi that I've seen a lot of discussion about online is we don't know what the name of her son is yet. We haven't seen any content or pictures of him. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: Obviously, like whatever way they want to do it, I totally respect. It's just so different than how they approached it with culture. And typically, I feel like with a lot of celebrity parents, the way they are with their first child in terms of sharing or not with the public is, you know, very consistent. And so I would have expected more content about this baby boy, but I guess it's just something to look forward to. I think it's
1: definitely going to be something to look forward to.
0: I have to imagine that they're going to announce it in a way that is very them, you know, very Cardian Offset. Probably I would imagine a large party or a photo shoot or something that really puts his presence into the world with a lot of chutzpah. If you could give it that.
1: Oh, look at you. My dad will be so proud when he listens <laughs> to this episode. Um, I so agree. That's one of the things I love the most about Cardian Offset is that every single thing they do is so perfectly on brand and consistent. And it's it's so great. I'm really, you know, I'm the biggest Cardian Offset fan. I know, I know. Okay, Kardashian recap. I would love to.
0: People have so many different reasons for wanting to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip or just want to pick up a new hobby or a skill or just connect with a new culture. I know for me, when I was abroad in Barcelona in college, I'm not going to say that I was fluent in Spanish, but I definitely got to the point where I felt really confident conversing. And when I got home, my dad said to me, Emmy, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And he was so right. Like I entirely lost it. So Rosetta Stone has been really helpful for me. So if you are in that same boat or you want to learn a new language, completely want to brush up your skills, whatever it is, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone because they're the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really kind of immerses you in the language that you want to learn. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off and limited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. When we're talking about Courtney and Travis, I sometimes hesitate to bring in Shanna because I feel like it can add a little bit of negativity to an otherwise pretty positive situation. But I think for this one, it's necessary because I'm sure you all saw Courtney and Travis dressing up as characters from True Romance, Courtney as Alabama Whitman, and Travis as Clarence Worley, played by Patricia Arquette and Christian Slater. A little bit of context about this movie the theme song was the song for Travis and Shanna's wedding and their daughter Alabama was named after Patricia Arquette's character, the one that Courtney dressed up as. And then also if you remember when Courtney and Travis had that movie night in Mexico, this was the movie that was playing. And so Shanna had something to say about it then, but she had posted a photo from Halloween and somebody commented, why are Courtney and Travis so obsessed with you? They're so desperate to piss you and Scott off. And she responds, the whole thing is embarrassing at this point, LOL.
1: So, The thing that I'll say about this situation is that I do think it's interesting the way they have kind of co-opted things that were specific to Travis's past relationship. And I can understand Shanna being upset about that because I think that anybody in that situation would be. However, I think that what's happening here is more that Travis himself has specific things that are really important to him and that are like really vital parts of his life. And instead of it being a situation where like he took it from Shanna and now he's applying it to Corney. I think that it's more that he just brings the people in his life into the things that he really cares about.
0: Totally. And by the way, if I'm Shanna and this was my thing, I understand being a little bit salty about it. I don't understand the public display of that, especially when you know that by doing that, like, I think it's also hurting your children.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: That's the part that I can't really get behind. That I'm still a little bit confused by. And and then she just posted a photo. I think it was of her parents, and she wrote "True Romance." And like, I get it. That was her thing. I'm, it's not like Courtney can come in and automatically take that away. If that was the thing that was important to them. It's just there's a there's a way to go about this if you want it to be shady that has a little bit more tact and the, you know, Scott DMing Eunice, which of course was meant to be private or Shanna responding to comments in this way. Neither of those are what I would call tactful or graceful in any way.
1: No, not at all. I do think it's interesting that there are certain things that people have pointed out with Travis in terms of him applying certain things to both Shanna and that past relationship and to Courtney as well. Like for example, I think there was something where Shanna and Travis had like a logo for their wedding. And then obviously when he proposed to Courtney, there was the TK and I believe they're going to use that as well as kind of like a wedding logo. Like I think the recycling of certain things in both relationships is interesting. Again, I think that goes back to the point of like Travis really does things a certain way and therefore it applies to the other people in his life and applies to multiple people in his life. But it is an interesting thing to point out.
0: Totally. And I just think that there's two ways to view that. And one is, okay, this is an element that's consistent with his personality. And then it's like, this is a direct attack on me in terms of Shanna. Like, I think that that's the way that Shanna, you know, views it. And I, I don't know. I, there's a part of me that feels for her because I have to imagine that a behavior like this only comes from somebody who's fundamentally unhappy. Like if you're so happy in your own life, you don't give a shit what Courtney and Travis are doing. So I do kind of feel for her because I don't think she's doing this because she's a terrible person. I think she's doing it because she's really unhappy, but yeah, it's like, the second way to view it is like no this is just this is just him and he's not seeking out to directly hurt me but I think she's filtering everything through that lens so of course she's going to be pissed.
1: Right. And again, specifically with the movie thing, especially when you name your daughter after the main character, I could understand that hurt.
0: To- I totally could as well. I'm just saying that I I truly do not believe it's intentional on his part, but I also understand if I'm her and I'm already unhappy in my life, And I'm only making that assessment based on the way that she's acting. Like, yeah, it's it's enough to really piss you off. Right, exactly. Is there anything else? Oh, Chloe and True having COVID again.
1: Yeah, I feel so bad. Hopefully it's just like a really mild case for her because she's had it before and she said she was vaccinated, which is crazy to me.
0: I know, it just can't catch a break. She really like, I I don't know. I know. You know? You know? I I
1: know. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway... Anything else that we're missing? Yeah, I do actually want to bring up one point. I thought it was interesting, the fact that Kim really did nothing for Halloween, like really didn't dress up that much. She like wore one thing to the kids party that they had had that she had shown and like barely showed off her costume, where we're so used to seeing Kim do these really extravagant family costumes. And I was thinking about it also in regard to her birthday, how she really didn't do anything this year for her birthday. And I just think that her celebrating big events in the post-Kanye era is interesting because it seems to be very lacking in areas where typically they did things together that were very, very extravagant and over the top.
0: Okay, so I have two questions. The first is, do you think there's any world in which we stop recording this and a few hours later, photos of her doing a whole Halloween photo shoot come out or no way? No, it's always possible, of course. But that's not where you're leaning towards. You think that she didn't dress up like at all?
1: I mean, no, I, I, she posted wearing like one thing I couldn't even make out what the costume necessarily was. She posted like one selfie when they were, when she was showing the behind the scenes of the kids party that they had had, but also all of the kids were dressed up as different things at that. And what we've seen them do in the past is like a family costume together. And like, maybe when they go trick or treating, they wear their own thing, um, Yeah, of course, it's always possible that in the next day or two, it's going to be like, here are our family professional photos from Halloween. But I think that we typically get that content a little bit earlier.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting when you say like in the post Kanye era, because for me, I don't feel like she did those things because she was married to Connie and together they had this big production. I think that that's something she always liked doing. I just think this particular year, she has so much going on and she probably really enjoyed not having to do that. You know, Being like, you know what? Let's just be chill about it this year. I'm never chill about anything. And that I feel like is more of a reflection.
1: Right. It was interesting in conjunction with the fact that she literally did nothing for her birthday. I know. Wasn't that surprising? That was shocking to me. I mean, to come off of a year where, of course, last year was her 40th birthday, but the most extravagant trip that you could ever imagine. And every year we've seen Kim do something for her birthday, even if it's like a big dinner. And the only content we got this year was of her house, like kind of decorated with streamers and the kids dancing around. It was just, it was a very, very off brand. I loved it though. Like an an off brand in a way that I welcome. Yeah. Me too. Totally. Just interesting to observe, especially again with the Halloween thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're so fucking crazy. I know, but that's okay. No, I love it. I'm just saying
0: it's like so funny. Sometimes I take a step back. I'm like, wow, we really live to talk about this shit, huh?
1: We really do. Sometimes it hits me because I've had this thought for like a very long time like in terms of the birthday thing. And then I was thinking about it completely separately. It had nothing to do with the podcast when I saw the Halloween thing. And this was like a thought that I was really thinking about. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to bring that up on the podcast. It wasn't a podcast thought. It was a my own thought that I was like, okay, I guess I'll bring that to the table.
0: <laughs> I know that's our whole life. Wait, we got the funniest message and I lost it. So I'm so sorry. I don't remember the name, but somebody messaged us on Halloween and they were like, Hi guys, me and my friend are back at my apartment. We're trying to sober up from Halloween, and we're trying to sober up by we're acting as if we're you and Julie reacting how you would react on the podcast of the Pete and Kim news. We even gave your dad a shout-out and did a trough ad. <laughs> that was one of the
1: funniest inboxes we've ever gotten.
0: I know, and I was dying. I was like, I'm just imagining these two people trying to sober up in their apartment, being like, Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm like that is that's
1: the best thing ever. That's what I'm gonna do to sober up in the next year when I drink.
0: I was going to say, when are you ever going to have anything you have to sober up from?
1: By the way, never again. Yeah, never again.
0: Okay. Well, we love you guys so much. We'll see you later this week for Kardashians and Bravo. And what a week to have a podcast. Thank you for letting us do this. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.